1: A husband needs a wife he never suspects of being impure. He ought to never have any kind of jealousy that would lead him to think that she is being unfaithful to him. And the way he knows she's pure is that she shows him absolute respect. She looks up to him and she admires him so there is he has no reason to doubt.
2: As we'll see in a few minutes, the Bible makes it crystal clear that we are to obey those whom God has placed in authority over us as long as they don't direct us to violate God's principles. That goes for government, employers, parents, and husbands. Our highest responsibility is to God. And when we're in harmony with that calling, we can find amazing fulfillment in life. Good morning, it's nice to have you here this morning for Verse by Verse. Pastor teacher Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida is our teacher. He has been teaching about the biblical family. And today we are about to hear the conclusion of the first message in a two-message series called The Wife's Responsibilities. Last class, Pastor Steve gave some great teaching about the importance of a wife's submission to the husband's leadership. We will review that subject briefly this morning before moving on to the next responsibility, and that is respect. If you have your Bible handy, We'll be spending most of our time in 1 Peter chapter 2 and Ephesians chapter 5. Now it's time for class to begin. Here's Pastor Steve.
1: I want to say something that I think is very, very important and, and critical for the women to understand. God knows what's best for you. And you may think that this is very harsh, this, these truths about submit, and you may rebel against it. But God knows what's best for you. He made you to follow your husband and not to lead him. When Eve got in the lead of Adam, we had the fall of the human race. It's a problem. God isn't out to mess up your life. And I, and I know that there's the thought on some that if I do what you're telling me, it's a life of misery. No, God is not out to mess up your life. God is out to make your life very fulfilling and satisfying And it can even be happy and certainly joyful. You will never be fulfilled if you fight the Lord at this point. No matter who you're married to, no matter how he treats you, you are to submit to him. That is God's plan for you. And if you fight him there, you will end up having a miserable life because you were not created and designed by God and your makeup is not to rebel against him at this point. You see, the feminist movement in our country and in our world is just plain wrong about the role of women no matter how appealing the media might make it look, they're just wrong. That's the wisdom of this world. Our modern society is just plain wrong when it tells you to be liberated from your husband's leadership. They're just wrong, no matter how popular that notion is. Your friends are wrong when they advise you to do your own thing. They usually say that, by the way, because they've had a horrible experience themselves, not because they have much wisdom. You see, the Bible says blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. That's ungodly counsel. You see, God is right and he knows what you need and how you will be happiest. And that is by submitting to your husbands, even if it goes against the grain of everything that society stands for. Even if you stand alone and get ridiculed, this is what God says to do and this is what will make you happiest. Now, let's think through for a moment what submission involves. Because submission is a positive concept. It's not a negative. We often present it and hear it in a negative light, but it's a positive con- concept. It's given for your with the, your best interests at heart. Its emphasis in Scripture is on what a wife should do rather than what she should not do. It's very positive. So what does a submissive wife do? Now, I can give you all kinds of things on this, but I'm going to uh, quote from Wayne Mack, who is a biblical Christian counselor as well as a professor at a, uh, at a Christian college, and this is the best explanation I have ever read. So let me read it to you. Submission means that the wife puts all of her talents, abilities, resources, energy at her husband's disposal. Submission means that the wife yields and uses all of her abilities under the management of her husband for the good of her husband and family. Submission means that she sees herself as a part of her husband's team. She is not her husband's opponent fighting at cross purposes or trying to outdo him. She is not merely an individual going her way, her, her separate way. She is her husband's teammate, striving for the same goal. She has ideas, opinions, desires, requests, and insights. And she lovingly makes them known. But she knows that on any good team, someone has to make the final decisions and plans. She knows that the team members must support the team leader, his plans and decisions, or no progress will be made and confusion and frustration will result. I, I think that's an excellent, excellent definition. And what he is basically saying is this. She's a team member. She's not his opponent's. She's not against him. She's on the same team, striving for the same goal. She puts all of her abilities, all of her energies at her, and her resources at her husband's disposal for his good and the good of the family. That's true biblical submission, not this perverted thing that people tell us about. Now, I know, though, that there are still questions that must be on the minds of some women, and so I want to look at some questions and uh, give you some answers about submission. Number one. Question number one, do you need to submit if your husband doesn't treat you like he should? That's a rather important question. What if you are married to somebody who who either doesn't know the Lord or claims to know the Lord and doesn't treat you like he knows the Lord? Certainly doesn't treat you like Christ treats the church. Well, submission, the answer is submission has nothing to do with your authority in the way he treats you or his spiritual state or or wisdom. I, I realize that Some of you are are married to men who won't lead you. And some of you ladies may really be struggling in your hearts even more so now than before because your husbands have heard this series on the family and you see no change. And, and And I know that it must be frustrating because you've been praying for change, you've been praying that he'll be open and nothing happens. He's not looked into any changes. He's not wanted to make a change. He's not even asked me for 50 questions to get to know his wife. And by the way, I am shocked that only about six men asked for that little paper about 50 questions. Now, either everybody knows their wife perfectly well, or they're going to come up with their own questions, or something is wrong. So I know there must be wives who are struggling with that. He won't lead me. He won't learn about me. He won't love me. It's just the same old thing, and and the question is, do you have to submit to somebody like that? And the answer is yes, yes. And we have biblical support for that. First Peter chapter, chapter two. First Peter chapter two, verse eighteen. Hus- oh, it says servants. Now here's talking about servants. Servants, be submissive to your masters with all respect. So in a, in a slave-master relationship, be submissive. Not only to those who are good and gentle, but also to those who are unreasonable. So here you have, have a slave master. You have a master who's very unreasonable, and he says, submit. And then... The apostle writes, for this finds favor if for the sake of conscience towards God, a man bears up under sorrows when suffering unjustly. So if someone is submissive and he suffers unjustly, God says that that's, that finds favor with him. For what credit is there if when you sin and are harshly treated, you endure it with patience? But if you do what is right and suffer for it pati- and you patiently endure it, this finds favor with God. So he says submit. Now, it's all leading to this point. For you have been called for this purpose, he writes to slaves, since Christ also suffered for you. You've been called to suffer in a submissive way. He's left you an example uh, to follow in his steps. Jesus suffered. He submitted to evil men, and he suffered. Now watch this. It just explains his submission. Who committed no sin? nor was any deceit found in his mouth. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. And then it says he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, that we might die to sin, live to righteousness, for whose by his wounds you were healed, for you were continually straying like sheep. But now you've returned to the shepherd and guardian of your way. Now a new chapter begins, but not a new thought. So just look at it as if verse 1 of chapter 3 was verse 26 of chapter 2. In the same way, you wives be submissive to your own husbands. In the same way what? In the same way that Jesus Christ was submissive to evil men. You, wives, be submissive to your own husbands, so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be won without a word by the behavior of their wives. He's speaking here about unsaved husbands. And it certainly would apply to disobedient husbands who who, uh, do claim to know the Lord. So in the same way that Christ submitted to evil men, regardless of how they treated him, a wife is to submit to her husband, regardless of how he treats her in his spiritual state. Second question, should you submit to your husband in everything? Well, let's look at Ephesians 5, 24. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands In everything. I didn't write that. God did. In everything. Submission is a lifestyle. You don't become selective on this. It's not based on how you feel. The one exception, the one exception, and it is the exception, not the rule, is if your husband tells you to do something that God's word forbids you to do, or else he tells you, he he keeps you from doing what God's word commands you to do. Then you don't have to obey him. And we know this because the apostles in Acts chapter 5, refused to obey the Sanhedrin, the ruling authority, and they said, you be our judge whether it's right to obey God or men, but we have to obey God. So if there's a conflict like that between God's word and what your husband's word is, and you always go with God's word, uh, that's a rarity. It happens, but that's a rarity. You see, here's the point. A husband's authority is not natural. It's not natural. It's delegated from God. It's given to him by God. The moment he tells his wife to do something that violates God's word, God pulls back that, that authority for that moment. He loses his authority when he tells his wife to violate scripture and she does not have to obey him, but only at that moment. Once he goes back to other things that are neutral, then she has to obey him. So I want you to understand that. It's not a selective deal. And it better be something that that you didn't come up with and say, I think this violates Scripture. It better better be something that is clear in the Word.
2: You've been listening to Verse by Verse, a radio class taught by Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff. Pastor Steve has been teaching at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida, since 1981. If you would like to get to know more about Pastor Steve and what we believe at Verse by Verse, you can point your web browser to versebyverseradio.org and click on the About Us link near the top of the page. This is a wealth of information on the website and also a link that will replay today's lesson for you. The website once more is versebyverseradio.org. So far this morning, we've been looking at the responsibility of the wife to submit. But just as there are many responsibilities for the husband toward his wife, the wife also has several responsibilities toward her husband. The better we fulfill these responsibilities, the happier our marriages will be. Here's Pastor Steve with another aspect of the wife's responsibilities in the marriage.
1: So, we've looked at submission. The first responsibility of a wife to her husband is to submit to him. there's a second responsibility. And we'll look at this, and this is often overlooked So we will look at it. The Bible doesn't only tell a wife uh, to submit. It also tells a wife how to submit. The attitude of submission. And that is the second responsibility to respect him. Wives, you are to respect your husbands. Ephesians 5, verse 33. Paul concludes the section about a husband and wife. He says, nevertheless, let each individual among you also love his own wife even as himself, and let the wife see to it that she respect or reverence her husband. Literally, the Greek word is to fear. To fear in the sense of, of reverence and respect, not cowering fear. In the sense of reverence and, and respect him. And Peter says the same thing in First Peter chapter 3, which we just looked at. First Peter 3, 2 says, as they observe your chaste and respectful behavior. And how can a wife show her husband respect? How can she express admiration for him? How can she honor him? How can she show him reverence? I'm going to give you some very practical suggestions. And uh, men, like I said, make sure the pens are out, ready to write. First of all, this is how you respect a husband. Some of these are do-nots. Don't become his personalized Holy Spirit. That's important. And and men, don't nudge them at any appropriate points. Don't feel like it's your job to correct him on everything he does. Every step he takes, if he's wrong, you are there correcting him. You are not called to become his conscience. God has given him a conscience. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't correct him. It just means that don't correct him all the time. Don't make a habit of it. When it's absolutely necessary, do it. But let the Lord deal with him in in general, not you. That's not your role. Don't be his Holy Spirit. That's, That's obnoxious. Secondly, don't make jokes about him or cutting remarks to him. There are some wives who seem to to make it their habit of life to put their husbands down. And do it privately and do it publicly. It makes him look like a fool. Constantly remind him of his faults, his mistakes, his failures, why he's not as good as somebody else or, or your father, or something like that. Don't, do that. don't do that. That is not showing him respect. Thirdly, be satisfied with what your husband provides for you. I think that's so important. If you have an attitude that you're not satisfied, you're not content, why can't you give me what what this person's husband gives her? Why do I have to live in this house? Why do I have to drive in cars that are always breaking down on US-19 or someplace like that? You see, disappointment with what you have is translated by a husband as disappointment with him. Because he's the one who provides. And he must not be doing a very good job if you're not satisfied with what he's providing for you. So be grateful to him for providing. We'll just turn that around. We don't want to say just negatively, uh, don't do this. But I'm telling you, be grateful. Thank him. He doesn't have to do this for you. Be thankful. Another suggestion, number four. Number four cooperate with him in raising the children. All that is important. Ephesians 6, verse 4 says, And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. As the head of the family, it is the father's responsibility to train the children. Uh, Obviously, mom comes along with him and even spends more time with them during the day. But it is the father who God says will answer for this but a wife has to back her husband in raising the children. You know, I feel so strongly about this that I, I'll make this statement. We have a wonderful parenting ministry here, but either take the parenting class together or don't take it at all. Because what's going to happen is you're going to have a child very confused. Dad's going to want to do something. A mom's going to say, no, don't do that. And the child's going, who's right? Who's right? And that's not the way to show your child respect for the father, your you're, uh going above him, back to your husband and raising the children. And you might think, but what if he's doing the wrong thing? Then you take him aside privately, you tell him, behind closed doors. You disagree with him, how he handled the situation, and he may have handled it wrong. And this may be the appropriate uh, uh, time where you would correct him, but do it respectfully and do it privately. Don't, and never do it in front of the children. You do that and you're going to have more headaches than what you think you have now. And I would add to this, don't take your child's side on an issue. Back your husband up. Back your husband up. And express respect towards your husband and the way you speak to your children about him. You speak as if he's a fool, and they're going to think that he's a fool. You show him respect. Number five, show confidence in his decisions. If, if, and if you doubt the wisdom of his decisions on important things, then ask him some questions in a non-threatening way. Don't say, well, that was stupid. No, you ask him some questions. If, this is where Ephesians four fifteen comes in, speaking the truth in love. You ask him some questions. Why, why, what's your thinking on this? Love looks for the best. And there may be something that you missed. It may, it may be that he's basing his decision on information that you don't have. So, so don't uh, just condemn him. In fact, don't condemn him at all. You just ask him some questions. But show confidence in his decisions. And finally, love him as he is. Not the way you think he should be. It's not your job to change him. That belongs to someone else. I believe it belongs to the Lord. Not, not a wife. It's the Lord's job. And he's very capable. So love him the way he is today. Not what you'd like to see him tomorrow. Now, Lord willing, next week we're going to look at the third responsibility that a wife has towards her husband. You know what that is? To help him. To help him. But for today, we need to say this to the wives. Every wife needs to examine her relationship with her husband. That's your assignment today, ladies. Examine your relationship with your husband. Are you willingly submissive to your husband? Willingly. Not, I'll do it on the outside, but I'm not doing it on the inside. He'll have my outward performance, but he won't have my heart. Now, that's where respect comes in. Are you not only submissive to your husband, but do you respect him and show him respect in obvious and tangible ways? If not, if not, then you need to confess your sin to God because it is sin. And don't stop there. You need to go to your husband and confess your sin to him and ask him to forgive you. And you need to repent and make the necessary changes. Now, to to make those changes, you you need to be under the control of the Holy Spirit. And this goes back to Ephesians 5.18, which is just a few verses before Ephesians 5.22 about submission. It says this, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Why does Paul say this before anything about submission? It's, It's very, very simple. The only way that a woman can submit to her husband is if she's in submission to God's Word. It's unnatural to do it any other way. As a sinner, you don't want to do it. That's, that's not something you wake up in the morning and say, I think it's wonderful to submit. You're abnormal if you think that. The Bible says that once you come under the submission and control of the Holy Spirit, as you say, Lord, I'm, I'm willing and ready to obey your word, regardless of the cost, regardless of how I feel, then you'll submit to your husband. Any other way, you won't. That's why this is not a message to the world. We could never say this to someone who doesn't know Jesus Christ. You're to submit. They don't even have the capacity to do that. that they don't have a clue as to what that, what that is. But God didn't say this to the world, and he said it to the church. And the church does have the power to do this. It's just a matter of, of your choice. The world can never do this. If, if you don't know Jesus Christ... The issue for you is, have you, have you submitted to him? Are you willing to submit to him? Because that's what salvation is. Instead of going your own way, all we like sheep have gone our own way. But the Bible says the Lord hath placed on Christ our sin. He paid for all of our sins. And when you are ready to come to him, you come to him with an attitude of, Lord, please forgive me. I know I've sinned. I know I'm a sinner. I know that I I want to be my own boss and do my own thing and and get my own way. But I know you died for me. And I confess that sin and I ask you to come into my life and reign over me. I submit my will to you. You reign over me and you be my, my ruler. I submit to you as my head. And I submit to you as the only way to get to heaven. There is no other way not through church, not through baptism, not through being good. The Bible said that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. I didn't make that up. Christ said that. Either that's true or it's not true. And we know it's true.
2: Men need respect from their wives just as wives need affirmation of love from their husbands. That's why the Apostle Paul stressed loving our wives and respecting our husbands. I'd like to encourage you wives to do that self-evaluation that Pastor Steve mentioned. Are you submitting as you should? Are you encouraging your husband? And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, by all means, take care of that relationship first. Besides the assurance of eternal life, it's only through a saving relationship with Christ that we have access to the strength we need to follow the Lord's instructions. There's no way we can do these things in our own strength, they are just too directly opposed to our natural tendencies. So I hope you'll do that today. This class brings us to the conclusion of Pastor Steve's message, The Wife's Responsibilities, Part 1. Next class, we will start The Wife's Responsibilities, Part 2. If you would like to have a CD of the lesson we just finished, you can call us right now at 727-441-1714. Just leave your name and a number, and we'll return your call during weekday office hours that's 727-441-1714 today's program is available online as a free podcast or you can listen to it online the web address is versebyverseradio.org that's versebyverseradio.org remember verse by verse is a faith ministry supported by the prayers and gifts of interested listeners who have first been faithful to their local church. If you would like to take part in that support, you can find more information on our website. Until next class, may God give you wisdom and peace, as well as the strength you need to grow your marriage and family into something that will bring praise and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ.